Hi everyone, welcome to WNW. I am Jeremy. I'm Maya. And this is kind of a different episode for us. We're usually we usually start with some silly banter, but we're just going to jump into the show this week. Um, and it may even run a little longer than our usual 15 minute limit. Um, you know, there's been obviously a very significant um, world event this week, uh, and one that that in our house we're still kind of shaken up uh, by. And, um, and we've had a lot of questions about the um, the Hamas attacks in Israel this week, and um, and we just thought that we would answer the questions that, that came in. Um, so that's that. My, you have some questions to ask, I guess. Right? You're gonna do the. You're gonna be the. the you're gonna lead the questions this week. Yeah. Can you summarize what happened this week? Yeah. Um, well, in my opinion, you know, not just Israel, but humanity itself suffered a really great tragedy this week. Um, you know, so like an almost unspeakable horror was unleashed by a terrorist group in Israel, um, terrorists from Gaza, which is like a sliver of land where 2 million people live, which Israel Gaza controls Strip. the Gaza Strip. Um, you know, they, they killed... 1,200 Israeli citizens and citizens from other countries as well, you know, from from Brazil and Argentina and, and from France and from the UK um, and um, and from all sorts of, from Canada, from, from the United States, um, grandmothers, children, babies. Uh, you know, it was just a complete break from history. And it shouldn't really matter what religion or nationality you are. Any decent human being should really be alarmed by what happened and should condemn what happened. Um, you know, condemn is a fancy word, I guess, for, for criticize or say that they don't agree with. Um, and so, you know, yeah, it was, it was a, a, a terrible, terrible event that, that, um, that, you know, that I think the world, but, you know, particularly the Jewish community um, and the Israeli country are, are, are reeling from um, and, and still trying to find our way of it. Um, okay, yeah, so our second question, or, well, our first question that someone gave us yeah. was, how have you been talking to your family about this tragedy? Yeah, I mean, I, I hope, um, I would encourage other families to talk about this. I mean, it is a scary event. There's no question. Um, I spent a great deal of time talking about this with my two older kids, Maya, of course, who is 10, um, and Margo, who's seven, um, and just, just recognizing a few basic facts. We, we thought that the kids would um, hear about this, whether we discussed it with them or not. Uh, they do go to a Jewish day school, so we knew that it would be a topic there, um, of course. But still, we wanted to make sure that they understood the issues really, really well and weren't you know, hearing about it from friends who were scared or anything like that. Um, so we felt that, that, that we should be the ones discussing it with them. Um, I also have always felt like, like kids are really capable of, of managing some of the big issues and that if you introduce the big issues to them, that they become easier to manage. Um, and so that's kind of what happened with mine. That's kind of why, why the show happened because, um, we spent a lot of time in our house just talking very honestly, um, and patiently about some of the big issues and trying to give as much historical context for tough issues. Um, and so we kind of set the table for this. Maybe we encourage people to to keep the big issues at their, at their table, because that's what kind of the, the, the purpose of the show is. Um, that said, we, there were limits. Uh, we were wisely advised by, um, by our school uh, not to share any videos. I, I don't think we, we would have done that, um, but some of the video footage is scary. I haven't watched any of it myself, not because I'm necessarily scared of it, but just because I think it's 
that's sort of the whole purpose of inflicting terror is to is to get people to watch things that then make them give them pause or reservations about um, you know potentially even say visiting Israel someday, which I plan to do. Um, so can you make it simple? What's the conflict about? Yeah, well, there, it's it's a very complicated conflict and one that I think you know full university courses are taught about, and there are seven hundred page books written uh, about this type of thing. I mean, at its most simple level, um, there are, I suppose, the most simple level there are two parties, um, you know, the Israeli people and um, and the Palestinian people who are. Uh, you know, both both feel they have real, legal, moral, historic, religious claims to the exact same piece of land, and have been um, have been fighting over it. Uh, you know, at different levels of intensity, mostly really since only since around the nineteen twenties or thirties, um, when a lot of Jews who were endangered in Europe. Uh, started moving. They started moving in the 1880s, but um, started moving to Israel, which Jews felt was the historic homeland, and 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 um, it felt like Jews. It felt like uh, we were all we we'd been uh, removed, uh, exiled in in 70 AD, and always talked about coming back to to Israel. We always say at the Passover Seder, um, you know, next year in Jerusalem, and uh, and so when Jews started started leaving Europe. Uh, because they could foresee the Holocaust uh, and started migrating back to Israel, um, there was a Palestinian population. That was, there was an Arab population that was living there in an unofficial way, not in a um, not in a country per se, but just a, you know living in a, a massive amount of land that wasn't sort of a political entity that is Israel, and um, and there was friction that evolved, uh, and so that's the most basic form of the conflict. I think the part of the conflict that we're now. Um, is that um, there was a there was actually a peace process. There was a peace process that was started in the early nineties um, between Israel and the Palestinians, which sought to give um, to, to 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 we've skipped over some history here, but but sought to give the Palestinians um, uh, you know a, a, an independent country uh, in an independent state, what's called the two state solution. So it sought to give two separate countries in the same land, um, in, in what is the land now. It's like split it in half. Half is Palestinian land, half is Jews. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it wasn't really 50-50, but, but it was yeah. it was giving what's now known as Gaza and, and, and the West Bank of the Jordan River. Um, the Palestinians would live in those areas uh, in a demilitarized way. Um, and, um, and what happened was um, for... Various reasons. Well, what happened was an organization named Hamas uh, basically represented the part of Palestinian society that didn't agree with the peace process and said, "We don't want the West Bank and Gaza. We want to. Uh, we don't recognize Israel. We want to prevent Israel from even existing." And um, and as the peace process faltered uh, and. Um, the party that was leading the peace process for the Palestinians, the Palestinian Authority, really weakened. Hamas kind of took over, especially in the Gaza Strip, and they never gave up on these very, very violent methods, um, these 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 methods of terror, and um, and they unleashed their most, um, you know, just 
terrible. brutal and inhumane, terrible attack um, this past Saturday um, on on a holiday. So why did they attack on Simplot Toro, which is like the holiday they attacked? Yeah, I think um, very good question. Um, so they attacked on the holiday because th- that's when a lot of a lot of uh, Jewish people are in synagogue. They're not prepared. Uh, you know, it's 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 unexpected. There there is sort of some expectation, even even with very hostile uh, in hostile relations, that there still are some norms observed. Uh, you know, not attacking on a holiday. There is precedent for that. So the Yom Kippur War in 1973, which was 50 years to the date on the attack, um, was there. That was a date when. Um, you know, when, when Arab countries attacked Israel in 1973, uh, you know, on the holiest day of the Jewish year, and, um, and Israel was caught completely off guard, and it, took, it looked like Israel itself might cease to exist, um, and it took uh, several months for Israel to kind of really regain its footing and, and, um, and you know, kind of win back the country. And, um, and so um, I, I guess there is precedent for, for attacking on on a you know on a holy day for um for the jewish people but it, it was certainly yeah certainly very unexpected and again like i said there are norms in these circumstances um you know you're even 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 some terrorists you know feel like they can't attack women children babies the disabled um Hamas sort of you know really set that aside but i, I want to ask you a question um you know Israel is sort of like a disproportionate amount of attention in the news. Um, you know, I, I think people are often surprised to hear uh, how how big or, in fact, how small it is. Can you tell people how, how small Israel is? So the narrowest part of Israel is 9.3 miles across, if you don't include the West Bank. And then the widest part of Israel is 37.5 miles um and then israel is 262.5 miles long and so it's like really it's really small it's a lot smaller than like massachusetts and it's a lot smaller than lake superior right and so um you know it's a country that if you take out if you were to if if israel were to 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 uh, you know give if there was a two-state solution and 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 Palestinians were to live in the West Bank, which I think was the hope for for a period of time, Israel would then be nine miles wide, which is really um, nine point three. Yeah, nine point three, which is really you know I think I think it's about the distance to your school. Maybe your school's a little further away. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's a very very small, um, very very small country, and um, and you know Israel's a, a a vulnerable, um, a vulnerable country. So, uh, you know, it gives you an idea of how precarious, I guess, uh, precarious is a word meaning insecure, uncertain, um, you know, the country is and why having, um, having two states in the same place, um, you know, is, 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 you know, it's very difficult from a security perspective if there's a lot of hostility, you know, yeah. theoretically, if you, if, if you, would you feel comfortable on a day-to-day basis if there was someone who was really, really hostile to you, who lived 10 miles away and who had, you know, uh, as we saw, mm-hmm. you know, very unfortunately, you know, weapons that can, can kill a lot of people, you, you probably would feel yeah. very uncomfortable. 
So, are we in danger here? Yeah, I mean, we're we're not we as a family and people in North America aren't aren't in danger right now, um, but there are lots of people who are, and from both sides who are in harm's way. Um, there are still hostages. I mean, that's that's absolutely unprecedented. Um, there's still people who were taken, um, you know, by Hamas, uh, about 150 hostages, I believe, you know, who are in tremendous danger. They don't know when they're going to get out. They don't know where they are. They don't know how long they could be held for. Um, and, you know, Israel is, is, is going to, uh, I mean, certainly looks like they're going to do everything they can to, um, to go into Gaza and to take away the weapons um, that Hamas has. That's a very, very, very complex task. Um, and there are many soldiers who are in harm's way, and there are people that we know in Israel. Um, you, you know, I called my friend Mark, and his kids are about that age where they're going to be drafted into the army. I have a member of my team who um, had has kids who were called up as, as uh, into the reserves. Um, you know, we're probably not in danger in the short term, but there are a lot of people who are going to be in danger. And, you know, our heart really goes out to those people. Um, a lot of innocent people on both sides are, are about to go, are about to be endangered. And, and, it, and that, that worries us tremendously. Um, so like there are a lot of, like, there's, I think Jordan, Syria, there are a lot of other Egypt. countries. Yeah. Egypt. Um, are they in danger? That's a really good question. Um, you know, Israel has a peace, uh, as, as a, you know, a peace agreement with Jordan and Egypt, I would be, it, I would not expect them to, uh, to, to jump into the fray uh, in well, yeah, any way. But like, is, since Jordan's so close to Israel, if there's fighting right. close enough to Jordan, is Jordan in danger? Right, so, yeah, could they sort of be um, affected as bystanders in a weird way? Yeah. Um, Jordan and Egypt, I, I think, will not have, really, we shouldn't have any problems. The, Syria, you know, potentially could could join the fight you know they've got a lot of problems in Syria and sometimes you can you can um, deflect attention from yourself like Vladimir Putin is doing in Ukraine um, you know uh, the president of, of Syria um, Bashar Assad may uh, you know may try and involve himself to to, to to shore himself up to make him stronger domestically to make him uh, self stronger with his own people um, you know, Lebanon, which is the north of Israel, has um, also is backed. The, their Lebanese fighters called Hezbollah, which are also backed by Iran. Um, Hamas is backed by Iran. Uh, they're both the country of Iran gives money and and weapons to um, to Lebanon and to Hamas, and it's quite possible they'll get involved. So yes, I, I think the the question is, could this become you know, bigger and more dangerous? I, I think the answer is. We don't know, but there's that possibility exists, um, and and it, it really, it could you know there's a world where it could theoretically even spill over to Iran. That seems unlikely, but it's possible. So um, this situation is 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 going to get worse before it gets better. I don't know. I think we've we've talked about a lot of serious stuff today. I, I don't know. I mean, are there any other questions that we feel like they feel like answering? Um, I think we've sort of gone through most of our list. Um, oh, you can, you can ask that question. Um, are there still Jews in Gaza? That's a great Which question. Which is where Hamas is operating out of. Yeah, so in 2005, because I was in the, I was at the 
in the Israeli embassy uh, from about, I think, 2000, just after 2000 to 2002, uh, 2003. Um, um, uh, I, anyway, I was, I was at the embassy for two years uh, writing speeches for the Israeli ambassador from, from 1999 to 2001. There we go. And, um, and in 2005, um, Israel removed citizens from its own citizens forcefully. Um, it, it didn't, I don't think it required that much force at the end of the day, but basically said the last couple of hundred, maybe low thousands of Jews living, it might have been a thousand or two thousand Jews living in Gaza, um, had to leave. It was just, it was time. And um, there were a lot of reasons why, uh, maybe maybe beyond the scope of this answer, but uh, there are no, there's no sort of official Jewish enclave uh, within Gaza anymore. For a long time, it was a small group of people who were protected by the army um, and it, it just really didn't make sense. So um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a strip of eight miles. I mean, you think Israel's small. Gaza is, is eight miles long with two million people living in it. It's um, it, the living conditions are, are very very poor, uh, and um, and you know that that is there's no justification for terror, but that is part of the reason. Um, people who are living there are very very poor economic conditions, and, and some of them feel like they have no hope and and um, and have aligned themselves with sort of a very desperate movement. Um, so, but that's a that's a very good question. Okay, uh-huh. should we end there? Um, sure. Yeah, not a happy topic today. Um, one that will still follow, uh, doesn't have to be happy every day. And, um, I guess, yeah, I guess we should thank people for listening and, and, um, yeah. I guess maybe end wishing peace to, to all of our listeners, of course, to, to everyone around the world and hope that this somehow miraculously resolves itself quickly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See you next week.